Learn about the strides female entrepreneurs of color are making. Be inspired by their story and enlightened by their leadership insight and advice. Welcome to She Leads Podcast, Season 4, Episode 18. I'm your host, Nicole Walker, a mother, businesswoman, and leader. Our guests for today are Saritha Collins and Simone Brown. Saritha Collins is a California girl born and raised in the Bay Area. After college, she moved to Atlanta, where she rededicated her life to God. She ended up serving in multiple places at her church, from children's ministry to small group leader. During this time, Saritha found that her love of music made her the go-to person to ask for a playlist of fun and clean music for friends and events. She and Simone co-founded Clean Ears to be a place to have the conversations they weren't hearing from the pulpit. When she isn't podcasting, Saritha practices yoga or is spending quality time with her dog exploring the city and finding new ways to tell stories through media. Simone Brown is a native of Kingston, Jamaica, who grew up in Atlanta, Georgia. She values transparency, facilitating honest conversations, and encouraging people to articulate their feelings and struggles in the safety of God's presence. She co-founded Clean Ears to help to show people that such conversations can help to strengthen our faith. As a diehard lover of hip-hop, she also wanted to show fellow Christians that we can still enjoy our music while keeping our ears and spirits pure. She has continued her entrepreneurial pursuits and launched a subscription box, Eat, Train, Cleanse, with her sister. When she is not being a boss and creating content, she loves spending time with family and friends. Without further ado, Leadership Empowerment with Saritha Collins and Simone Brown. Okay, so Saritha and Simone, welcome to She Leads Podcast, Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. We appreciate you blessing us with your insight today. Thanks for having us. We're so glad to be here. You're welcome. Okay, so I read both of your bios and I want to say kudos to you for finding a bridge between being a Christian and enjoying hip hop music and now helping others do the same. That's awesome. Yes, thank you. Yeah, we were so happy to be able to link our passions and like push that forward into a business. I yeah. love that. I really do. Because I, I will say that's something that I battle with. Like, am I supposed to be listening to this? Like, <laughs> they say garbage in, garbage out. This kind of sounds a little not like how I, you know, how I'm supposed to be feeling. But so I love that. Okay. So are you ready to talk about leadership? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So I myself feel that every person is a leader in one shape or form, whether they realize it or not. Would you agree? Yes. And can you tell us why you feel this way? I feel like we all have our areas of influence where we are a leader, um, whether 
like you said, whether you realize it or not, we are in a place of someone is looking up to us, someone is looking to us in a way to make sure that we have the information that they need. If you're at work and you are a leader in a certain area, whether it be administratively, uh, whether you're that person who always takes notes, you're leading someone with your information. If you're in a friendship group and you're the person who always plans, guess what? You're leading. (laughs) And they're looking to you for your organizational skills and your communication skills. So I think you can be a leader and be developing leadership skills no matter what you're doing. Okay. Thank you for that. I love that. And I love what you talked about as far as everyone has their area of influence and we're leading with information. I don't know if people necessarily think of if I have the information, I'm a leader. I'm not sure if they make that correlation, but I think that's a very good correlation to bring up. And I like how you talked about organization as well as communication, all being a part of leadership, which I totally agree. Okay. So can you tell us when you realized you were a leader and what or who helped you to come to this realization? Being realized as a leader would definitely had to be called out in me. I would have never said that I had anything like leadership skills, being more introverted, not thinking I had the social skills necessary, not thinking I had the communication skills that I really didn't realize what leadership capabilities were. I thought all of the outward pieces were leadership, really just, you know, being able to be on a platform or, you know, being the person to give out directions, not realizing that my ability to follow those directions also made me a good leader. I really had to be called out in me by multiple people who said, hey, you know, I really, you know, like that you're able to do this. You know, your organizational skills are actually an asset and more than just this way. Your administrative skills are an asset. Your ability to talk to, even if it's smaller groups of people, still an asset. And so it was one of those things of having people having to call out the things in me and being mentored by others that made me realize that I had the capability of being a leader. Okay. And for me, for a long time, I felt like I had a great deal of influence. And it was something I shied away from a lot. (laughs) I definitely just did not want to be that person that anybody looked to for anything. But I always felt like even just something as simple as being in middle school, I think of moments where I would think the teacher's talking to all of us and in a room where several people are disengaged, I know that if I open my book, someone else will. Mm. And that terrified me. as a kid, because I'm like, I don't want this. What is Mm -hmm. is this? And then as I got older, I thought I was just being vain. And so I really tried to push it to the back because I'm like, who are you? Mm. And after a while, as I got um, older, I started to realize, like even like late high school, early college, I started to realize like this, and this is not a brag, I promise, but I'm like, people follow you. People Mm. really invest in you. And I'm like, I don't know what it is. But once I started to lean into it instead of away from it, then I started to get more opportunities to do things that actually made sense for me, opportunities to do things that I wanted to do. And then I started to realize that there was more purpose in it than me just being like, why is everybody looking at me? Stop looking at me. Oh my gosh. So (laughs) (laughs) That's definitely where we started. But then after a while, I realized, oh, when I do good work, people mimic that. When I'm thorough in the way that I execute something at work, people mimic that. People are drawn to that. And so it's something that it's not about necessarily me and, oh, it's my aura, girl. But it's really just a level of excellence that I think was ingrained in me from from growing up Mm -hmm. that where it influences people. 
And again, it was just after a while I realized, hey, you have to walk in this because you can help people. I did. Again, still terrified all the time, but we do it. Yes, I love that. I love that. And I can definitely relate to the, you realize it, but then it's still like, why? Why are y'all picking me? And then it's like, do I really have to do this? But knowing that you're helping people, like you said. And then I love the talked about ability to follow directions makes you a good leader. I think that that definitely deserves a call out because a lot of times people feel like you have to be in the forefront and, and, and directing to be a leader when you can actually be following and showing that you're an excellent leader. So I think that that's a great, great, great point. I love also, Simone, that you that you notice that at such a young age. Like That's awesome to actually notice it and then realize, well, use this for some good because some people don't or it takes some people like me it took me some years to actually notice it until I saw people doing some of the bad stuff that I was doing I'm like well I don't want people to do this bad stuff I do let me switch this around since they're doing what I do let me make sure that I'm giving them something great to to follow up so I love that I really do Okay. All right. So in my upcoming book, The Code of Leadership, The If-Then Process, I outline my experiences and lessons that have helped me to become a better leader with the intention of helping others do the same. Sarita, Simone, can either of you or both of you share what you would consider to be your code of leadership and why? I would say um, making room for collaboration is my code. Mm. Understanding that I can't do it all and Mm -hmm giving people who are, even if they're under my leadership, giving them an opportunity to shine in the areas that they're proficient and giving myself the opportunity to learn from them, not feeling as if I'm the leader, so I need to lead in every aspect, but instead inviting people to lead in the areas where they're stronger than me. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah, lovely. Also, Anne, hey, author, do you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Aspiring, thank you. Hopefully it'll be done very soon. Thank you. Yeah, we're excited awesome. for you. But um, I don't know if I have like a full code of leadership. I know one thing that I do consider when I'm going into a leadership position or if I find myself being raised up as a leader just from being there, present, present exactly, <laughs> is that the reason people look up to you is something that you should continue. One of my reasons I end up usually being called leadership is my consistency and my humbleness and my willingness to go above and beyond. And so that's something that if it got you there, that's what you need to be consistent in. And I think a lot of people tend to think when they get to a leadership position, I need to now become a leader. I need to do these things that would be considered leadership. And you end up leaving the things that got you there to the side to try to become the idea of leader. And instead, you should really continue to be humble, continue to be consistent, continue to go above and beyond, and that will make you sustain leadership in the long term. Okay, I love that. I love that. And you said, both of you said a few things that really stuck out to me. And I love the, basically, to me, it sounded like stick with the script, like stick with the script, stick with what you know. This is what got you there. Don't lose it or try to create yourself into this other person where you're going away from what really counts. And I like what you said about consistency, humbleness, collaboration, as well as allowing others to lead, which is a very, very important aspect of leadership. So thank you for sharing those. So I believe all leaders experience failure. I myself, I don't like to consider them failures. I like to consider them lessons, take more of an 
optimistic view. But Sarita and Simone, can either of you or both of you tell us what your view on failure is? Well, I can tell you as Sarita, I'm still dealing with what failure means to me because I realized that in the past I've taken the fear of failure that keeps me from doing so much. Mm -hmm. Um, The idea that I won't be able to bounce back, that if I fail at something, it means that I am a failure. And I'm realizing over time and literally continuing day to day to realize that that is not your identity. If you fail at something, it does not mean that you are a failure. It means that you tried, put some effort in. It means that you believed in yourself, you believed in your idea, and it means that you have the capacity to do something just as great or even greater. I think so many times we're so afraid to fail that we stop, that we don't start or we over plan or we uh, make, get really aggressive with the people around us and being like, it has to be perfect. It has to be this before we can even begin. Not realizing that you won't know what perfect looks like until you start. Perfect, your idea of perfect and your actual perfect are two different things because you haven't even started. Yes. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) For me, in my experience, I love that because I've had that fear of failure that's kept me from doing things. And then once I started to do things just really by the grace of God, because definitely still terrified all the time. Yes. (laughs) I've learned that it's a lot like driving. Failure is just redirection. Mm. It's not, oh my gosh, this is absolute. Everything is over. I have to move to a new country now and start over. (laughs) (laughs) It's like to go, like when you're driving a car to go this straight line, you have to turn the wheel slightly to the left and slightly to the right. Mm. That doesn't mean turning. It's just, I have to stay straight by going side to side. And same with the line of trying to accomplish a particular goal. Sometimes I'm going to have to go to the left or go to the right a little bit. And sometimes it's just what's necessary for me to go the straight line. So I look at failure as those little lefts and those little rights where you're like, oh, okay, then (laughs) these are unexpected little changes, of course, but they keep me on the straight toward my goal. I can still mourn the loss of something if I fail at something, but okay, that's it. It's a part of the straight keep going. You've not veered off in a ditch. You're fine. Okay. Yes. I love that. I love that. I've never heard that analogy, but it does make complete sense, right? Like you said, failure is redirection and it's okay. (laughs) Like accepting the fact that it's okay allows you to just keep going. I love by her don't internalize failure. And I think a lot of times We do, as people, feel like we're a failure because something didn't work out. Like, no, we're not failures. We're awesome. Just this one thing that we tried to do may not have worked out the way we wanted, but we're still awesome nonetheless. So that's great. And then don't let the fear of failure stop you from starting, right? And I think that that is so true. A lot of people overanalyze. They call it what they call it, analysis paralysis, like where it has to be whatever grandiose picture where it'll probably never be. And it probably won't ever be when you start, but you have to do something to get yourself where you want to be. Thank you, ladies. Okay. All right. So Sarita and Simone, I guess, can both of you share one time you felt as a leader and tell us what you learned from that experience that helped you to become a better leader? I know what I can say. Okay. So when I, most of my leadership well, I will say most of the time that I realized that I was a leader was in church um, because they give you options of places to grow and learn how to be a leader. And so one thing that I was pushed into doing was becoming a small group leader, which is basically like a Bible study leader, community group leader for those who uh, have been in church circles recently. 
my first year, I had zero people <laughs> continuing with me. <laughs> like we would sometimes have meetings and people would come to me and ask questions and try get my information. I'd get their information. I would tell them when we're having a meeting, no one would show up the whole first year. I was devastated. And it really was one of those moments where those negative thoughts would go into my head and say, this is why I didn't want to do this. I'm not good at this. Um, I don't know why they let, they uh, pushed me into here, but I'm failing and I have failed and they're definitely going to take me out of this position. They're not going to let me be a small group leader anymore. The next year that I re-upped, they re-upped me. They did not let me leave. <laughs> I had such an impactful group. There's so many people that came to this group. They started coming. They really bought in and we had such a great time. I'm still friends with many of the people who are in that group, but other small groups were birthed from that vision as well. Other groups, other people that I brought into leadership, other people who have found their ways in different areas in leadership. And so I was really you know, proud of myself because I took a year long failure, didn't let it stop me or other people didn't let it stop them believing <laughs> in me really and move forward. And we're able to have a successful year after a horrible year. That's awesome. My failure, this is Simone and my failure oh. is, a, it's a little more subtle because of the way that I served. But um, the time that I was a leader, <laughs> um, it was also in a church setting and I was a worship leader. And so it's tough to say that I just walked away from a worship experience like, oh my gosh, that was terrible. What have we done? <laughs> no. I remember at first when they made me a leader, I was just like, oh my gosh, is everyone sure? Did everyone vote? Is this just you, girl? And so for me, I failed myself a lot in the beginning. Because I just kept feeling like, let me play it safe with the song selection. Let me not try to do so much. And I kept limiting myself because I'm like, let me not bounce around too much. They know I'm the rap girl, but let me not. And I kept always putting myself in a box and not wanting to really be creative, not wanting to really branch out. And I would even be upset with myself because I would serve under other worship leaders on the team. And I'm like, oh, this was so much fun and so freeing. And we got to play around and do all sorts of fun musical things. But on my sets, I was always like, no, no, I don't want any problems. Because I had a fear that they were gonna come in at any point and just tap me on the shoulder and be like, you, with the curls, it is your time to go. <laughs> so even though my failure wasn't something where I felt like I was on the platform and everyone who was in the room saw, I do feel like in the beginning, I sort of failed myself as a leader because I didn't allow myself to step into the role that was created for me and that really was a good fit and that I was excited about because fear overshadowed that. And then once I got past that, then it was like, oh, we're doing everything. But before that, I was super timid in my leadership. And, you know, I'm still a little bummed about it, but it, it all worked out. Okay. Thank you for those stories. I love those. And I heard two things, right? Two takeaways from each story. One is basically hang in there, right? The first year didn't go the way you wanted, but luckily you didn't just quit and came back the next year or even was invited back the next year. And lo and behold, it was awesome. And then the other one was like, don't play it safe, right? Because I do. And I have heard others say that where we want to say don't believe in our greatness. So then we kind of, like you said, play it safe or not want to go too far. But yet we're limiting ourselves and we're limiting the impact that we could have. So I love both of those. Okay. 
So, Sarita, Simone, do you feel it's easier, harder, or requires the same effort to be a female leader in the entrepreneur ecosystem, and why? Well, <laughs> okay. So, as Sarita, I will definitely say, because <laughs> I don't want to speak for Simone, um, but I definitely will say that it is harder to be a leader in the ecosystem as a woman. And I say this because... I feel like as a woman, people don't take you seriously as an entrepreneur outside of certain realms. Like there are certain things people now expect women to be entrepreneurs in. And this is no shade to those who are in these things, but like in a social media blogger lifestyle, like now, like that's becoming a wave. And a lot of women are riding that wave so people understand that. But if you are in a space that is already male driven and then you're a woman already and then you're a woman entrepreneur in a male-driven industry, they're like, I don't even know how one, you got here and two, you dare to think you are a leader in this thing. And you're like, oh, now I have to prove myself in this industry as just someone who is understanding of what it is. And then I have to tell you how I'm a leader in this industry and how I can be an asset. And so give me your money. Like there's so many (laughs) steps for us to just make ourselves seem as viable options before you can even get to, and this is my business. I have to prove to you that I understand what I'm talking about, that I have history in this thing. Here's my resume. Here's what I know about what's going on right now. Here's why you should not be afraid of me as a woman. And please invest in my business. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The space are not seen as, as competition or as companion. And so it's like, you have to say, hey, I know things. Hi, I work to be here. Hi, these are my things that I know. Before it's like, oh, all right. Look at you at the starting line. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, it's tough. I've had many (laughs) interactions with male clients who sometimes throw little jabs and it's, they... I know they don't mean anything bad, but I've sat in a meeting with someone before who said something, made a comment about how I prioritized hair and nails over something. And, I, and I've even had a college professor who made a, similar, who made a similar comment. And so sometimes it feels like when we try to step into spaces where it's like, hey, I am educated, I am smart, I'm qualified to be here, it's, it's challenging. Okay. Yes, I do. I agree with both of you that you know, for women, it takes more and it is more challenging. I do like that. I want to say that because we are kind of kicking and screaming and saying, here we are, that the tide is changing and it's more becoming the norm. But yet there is those hidden nuances and undertones that we do unfortunately experience as women in the workplace as well as in entrepreneurship. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, so productivity is a hot topic right now, as it should be. Many people want to know how to do more with less and be efficient. As a successful leader, this is a must. Sarita and Simone, do you have any productivity tips to share with our listeners? Hmm. Uh, What comes to mind is do one thing at a time. I think a lot of times we define productivity as how many things am I juggling? Right. How many tabs do I have open? Exactly. And the more balls in the air, the more tabs open, the more productive we feel. But I say focus on starting and completing something. 
do one thing at a time. Because when you try to do a lot of everything, you end up doing nothing. Mm-hmm. So multitask is not your friend. I think my big productivity tips is to have the TV on. Um, I like to have things around me. Like I need to have this perfect atmosphere for productivity. Like I need to have my tea and all of these things. And then I get so distracted by those details that I end up taking so much longer to do this thing that would have only taken 20 minutes. So when I put time to the side, this time that is in, you know, slips away from us so easily, I need to be productive during that time. I gave myself 30 minutes, let me rock out for 30 minutes and then I can get on my phone and then I can, you know, put something else on. But I, I can't have the distractions. I've got to, you know, I've got to honor this time that I gave myself. Okay. Thank you. Yes. And I agree with both one thing at a time. And I do believe multitasking is a myth because you may do a lot, but you won't do any like with the high, high quality, right? Because you're so stretched out. And I love the time block. And what did you say? Did you say um, honor your time, right? That'll really, if you think in those terms, it'll allow you to do what you need to do, right? Because honor is, is high. Mm. Okay, so Saritha and Simone, can you share an experience that blessed your leadership and tell us about the outcome or the takeaway that you learned? I would say, okay, I know this may sound really maybe a little cheesy and small scale, but I think meeting someone whose idea of servant leadership aligned with mine, because when, like, when I met Saritha, I was like, I'm not crazy. Like, <laughs> because I am, I am that person who, if there's a paper due, you know, even back in the day, being a little kid in the 90s, I didn't wait for you to tell me it needed to be double space. My paper will be double space and bound because why not? And so <laughs> this is how we roll in our house. And I've found that it's easy to meet a lot of people who don't have structure, who don't have order, who don't have consistency. And then you feel like you're doing the most. Mm. So the water down what you're doing because you're like, I am clearly, this is, this is not the thing to be. And I'm not really finding spaces where that's cultivated. It's more like girl chill. But when I met Saritha, and she like showed up to things on time or like did the things that she said she was going to do and things like that. I was like, oh, I am not a crazy person. Like I can be excellent in this space. And so even to this day, she always challenges me every time that I think that I'm killing it for clean ears. And then she'll just do something that I just was like, oh my gosh, like, how did you even think of that? Like, thank you. Th- that's so nice. <laughs> and she's like on it. And then I'm like, oh, I want to find something to do too. I want to help. <laughs> and so that, that's something that has challenged me and continues to challenge me in the way that I lead and serve as a leader, because I have someone with me who's always redefining what that looks like in a way that I admire and can aspire to. But it's close enough for me to why am I crying? <laughs> but it's close enough for me to glean from. So yeah, I would say meeting Saritha and just growing the way that we have. Right. I can't stand you. Oh my gosh. I, <laughs> I love that. What's crazy? What's crazy though? I was going to say the same thing. Okay, so here is my love spiel. Because <laughs> um, we do excellence over here. And so... Yes. What blessed my leadership was finding someone who, like, for a long time, and even now still, I have a hard time with the idea of being a leader. But when you just have someone who 
expects the greatness that you already know that you have in you. And she would just push like, I know you can do it. So let's do it. And then it comes out and it's exactly what we said it was going to be. And then we're just, we're not, we're not putting names on ourselves. We're just taking strides and being who we are called to be. We call out the best in each other. And so we continue to grow in the best of each other. And so it's one of those places of being like, I have done so much more in this place. I'm gonna cry. Oh my goodness. I, I'm, I'm, okay. <laughs> I have done so much more in this place than I ever thought that I could do because I have someone next to me who never doubts that we can do it. Like, we'll say we want to do something and it's huge. And she's like, yep, we can do that. We just need to figure out how to do it. Write it down. She was like, write it down. We can do it. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, no, no, we can do it. We just need to figure out how to do it because in her mind, we can do anything. And so I'm like, well, if she said we can do it, then we can do it. And we have done so much. Like we continue to do so much. Budget be damned. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to do it. We're doing it and it's going to be excellent like it's not going to be like we faltered over the finish line she's like we're going to do it right fix yourself get it together let's do this and even when I want to stumble even when I'm doubting myself I know that someone is looking at me like I can do it and so I want to do it because she says I can and it's insane I'm just gonna I'm gonna stop now Oh because we're getting emotional over here, but it really is a matter of what blesses us. And I think continues to bless other people is getting someone around you one or two. If you need like a, if there's a Facebook group or whatever it is, get people around you who will call out the best in you and tell you that you can do this. And you know, someone who can talk to you about your history and just name the things out to you that we have Look at what we've done. Look at your wins. Stop looking at these maybe fails or things that we started to stop, but look at all these things that we have pushed through and now can do it on their own. Like the things that we used to struggle with are now the easiest things for us. And that's only because we just kept pushing through and we have somebody next to us who won't let us fail. Okay. Thanks for that. I love that. And I totally agree with you. And while you were talking, it made me think of like, find your tribe. Like you said, find your people that's going to give you that support that you need to keep going because it does get tiring. And at times we can feel like, oh, we can't do it. But if we have someone in our ear like, oh, yeah, we can, then it makes it a whole lot easier. So thank you. Okay. So Sarita and Simone, can you offer our listeners the best advice you have as a leader or have ever received from a leader and tell us how you've implemented it into your life? The best advice that I have as a leader or ever received from a leader, I think would be to just always be learning Mm -hmm. because there's just so much out there, so much information out there. And I think that what the best thing that we can do is expand in our knowledge of anything and especially, you know, something that will be beneficial to some, to what we're trying to build and beneficial to our lives and how we interact with people. And so just listening, you know, just like Saritha said earlier, listening to people, hearing them when they talk, not being above a lesson, but just stopping long enough to say, you know what, this first part may sound really familiar, but let me wait for the end. And it's simple, but it's effective. Just listen and always be, always be learning and willing to learn. Yes, I will ditto and piggyback after that. Um, there's a well-known thing like readers are leaders, but um, leaders are readers. But also like leaders are listeners. Leaders are humble. Leaders are always learning because the only way for you to continue to lead and be on top of whatever you're doing is to 
be humble enough to ask questions, ask for a better way, find a better way, continue to innovate. And I think if you get to a place where you feel like you don't need to hear from anyone anymore, you'll very soon fall. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, I like that. And I do agree, right? I definitely believe in lifelong learning. And as a leader, that's what you have to do, right? They say the moment you stop learning, like you're starting to die inside because it's always a higher mark or something new to figure out. So thank you. Okay, ladies. So you made it to the finish line. How do you feel? Emotional. (laughs) (laughs) I know, you guys. That's awesome. Okay. All right. Well, I want to thank both of you ladies for taking the time to be a guest on She Leads Podcast, Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. But before we part, do you want to give our listeners your contact information or mention any events, products, services, and or ventures that they would benefit from knowing about? Um, Well, I would definitely encourage you to listen to the podcast. You can subscribe to Clean Ears on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Google Play, wherever you podcast. And also, we mentioned a little bit that we are about the rap music. So if you want to see what that's about, you can follow us on Spotify at Clean underscore Ears underscore podcast. And you can get our playlists as well. And for everything else, because we do a lot, I would say check out the website. It's super cute. And that's (laughs) www.cleanearshow.com. And you can get connected to all things Clean Ears, everything that we're doing. Because we've got a blog. We've got a really dope YouTube channel. And you want to catch all those things. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, ladies. We appreciate your insight today. Well, thanks for having us, Nicole. You're welcome. I really enjoyed this interview with Saritha and Simone, and I hope you did as well. I agree with Saritha and Simone's stance on the importance of continual learning and innovation. We will never know it all or reach perfection, yet it's super important to aspire for better when and where needed. According to Simone, the requirements to obtain knowledge are being willing to learn, being able to listen, and asking questions. Knowledge opens the doors to the unknown and is required to be a successful leader. If we want to grow, we should aim to learn something new and try something different as often as we can. A quote by Brian Herbert reads, the capacity to learn is a gift. The ability to learn is a skill. The willingness to learn is a choice. I admire Saritha and Simone's connection. Being able to find someone that you can vibe with and are able to thrive with is priceless. They are both very fortunate to have each other. Finding your tribe is super important as collaboration is needed for optimal success. When we surround ourselves with people that are aligned with our vision and future, we gain the encouragement, accountability, and support needed to reach our potential. As Simone stated, you need people around you that can call out the best in you and tell you you can do this. A quote by an unknown author reads, surround yourself with people who make you hungry for life, touch your heart, and nourish your soul. 
I can relate to Saritha and Simone's experiences with being a reluctant leader as I experienced the same. As with Saritha, I didn't see some of my leadership skills until others called them out, which for me still took time to digest and accept. As with Simone, I would notice people modeling my behavior and staring at me, but I didn't initially equate this to leadership and wish they would stop. Also choosing to play it safe and not step out of my comfort zone is something I still battle with. Realizing I was a leader came with a sense of responsibility that I had to accept in order to grow. As Simone mentioned, it takes courage to step into the role created for you. A quote by Brian Chesky reads, the second thing I had to do was not be reluctant as a leader. And when I started doing that, I realized that people are thriving for this and that it's so much more helpful for people. Nicole Walker's takeaway for this week. Saritha and Simone mentioned the importance of removing distractions and honoring our time to be more productive. As Saritha suggested, working in 30-minute increments is a great way to stay focused. Putting a time constraint around our focus minimizes the likeliness of burnout and overthinking. When we honor our time, we ensure we are working on beneficial tasks. Viewing our time as important is essential to determining where our time should be spent. I will make it my business to focus more on working in increment and honor my time by aligning my efforts with my goals. A quote by Dan Coppersmith reads, every time we act in harmony with our authentic self and our heart, we earn our respect. It is simple. Every choice matters. And now we have Nicole Walker's Leadership Challenge of the Week. My leadership challenge for you will be to think about the one thing you can take away from this episode and adopt into your life. I know it's hard to absorb too much information at one time, and it's even harder to try and implement too many changes at once. When I attend a training or listen to podcasts, I aim to walk away with at least one thing that stuck out to me and one way that I can change as a result. I challenge you to do the same. If you decide to take me up on my challenge, I would love to know about your key takeaway. If you care to share, please go to the She Leads podcast discussion group on Facebook and leave your comments under the Takeaway Thursday post for season four, episode 18. Don't forget to subscribe to She Leads Podcast for first access to future episodes. And also like and share this episode of She Leads Podcast entitled Expand Your Knowledge with Saritha Collins and Simone Brown. Thanks. And until next time, be empowered and empower on.